0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 142 of the podcast that was originally recorded on December 24th of 2016. A few of the games I played this week: some Tyrants of the Underdark, a little Baird, some Medici, some Seven Days to Die on PC and PS4. I played a little bit more Batman Telltale game on my PS4, as well as a phone game called Eternium Mage and Minions. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now. Welcome to episode 142 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, as always, you can send me some email. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to Now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild there. Number 2440 is our guild number on Twitter. You can follow me at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, you can do a search for What I'm Playing Now. You'll find us there on Google+. We are plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into a few of the games I played in the past couple of weeks because I did miss last week's podcast. We have a lot of things going on around here, and it's been a rough holiday for us over here, but we are slowly making it through it. And I did get to play a few games this past two weeks. So one of the first games my wife and I got to the table. It's one of the games I had gotten for Christmas during the store's nice big Black Friday holiday sale. And that's Tyrants of the Underdark. This is an excellent, excellent, excellent deck builder with some area control thrown into it. My wife and I really enjoyed this game. I've only played it with two players, so I'm not going to do a full review right now. But I will say that I have a feeling from watching a few videos, reading a few things about the game, and and just from looking at the game and the way it's built, this game has quite a bit of replayability to it. When you're actually setting up the game, you're going to be putting two of the four decks that comes with the game together to kind of make your pool of cards that you're going to be purchasing from which is really cool. So we actually played with the two beginner decks that they kind of recommended, and we haven't even attempted the other two decks yet. And when you actually add in one of the other decks, I think it's the Demon deck, you'll add in an actual third set of cards that will be available for purchase um, on a constant basis throughout the game. There's a nice stack of them there. And these are cards that I believe you're going to want to um, be trying to get into your opponent's hand, it sounds like. Um, from what I had read about the game and how they're going to be played. I haven't used them yet, so I'm not fully familiar with them and how they're going to be used in the strategy around them. But my wife and I really enjoyed the deck building component to the game. Really easy to pick up on the types of currency and stuff that you're going to be utilizing in the game. And the area control really throws in some really good just board um, gameplay to it as far as the deck building goes. And even though some of the components... They they all do look the same. They're just color difference. And it's... There would have been nice if there had been some difference in in the clans other than the... the or the guilds, you know, other than the type of colors that they put in there. Some possible different symbols or some different um, types of, you know, plastics or stuff that they could have put in the game. It was still really fun. And I will say the smaller shield pieces that you get for your troops and everything... Playing those on the board when you get a small area of those in in one in one location we found that we were knocking them over quite frequently and we were towards the end of the game just leaving them knocked over and as long as they were in the area we knew what they were and how many were supposed to be there based on their circles that were on the boards that was something you know that we kind of thought was a little funny but it does get a little crazy when you start getting so many of these little plastic pieces into a very small location on the board but we both really liked it i think the game has a lot of potential to it i was looking on boarding and geek I believe there's already an expansion going to be coming out for this game to add in a couple of more decks, which should add in some nice more uh, some more variability to the game and probably expand, you know, extend the life just, you know, a little bit further. Um, than with the original four decks that came with the game. So I'm going to be really looking forward to maybe picking up that expansion once it is released here. And like I said, we still need to play with the the other two original decks that came with the game. So we still have, you know, quite a bit of playing with this game to go. But Tyrants of the Underdark, if you're looking for a deck builder or an area control type game or possibly a combination of both of those, definitely check out this game. And I have a feeling you will really like it. And also when we went down to the game store this past week, there was a game designer that was down there that brought his game called Baird. B-E-R-D is the name of the game. You can find this game on BoardGameGeek. It's an interesting little strategy game. And on the box, I believe it says it can be used for educational purposes. So don't think that this game is just for kids, as the strategy, once we got several rounds into the game and really started understanding what it was and what to, what you needed to do is, is very deep, actually, in this game. This is a game where each person is starting out with a stack of, I think it's around 10 squared cubes that are placed on top of each other, kind of like in a tower sense, and everybody's starting off in a different corner of the board or in the same corner if you want to. And you're going to be rolling dice and you're going to be moving your individual pieces around the board and try to get those squares back to your starting spot where you will be able to score. There's a couple of different things that are quite interesting about this game because you're going to be trying to defend your squares as well as attacking with them. So if you have two of your squares on top of each other, they are going to be called referred to as what's referred to as a baird, and they will be protected to where somebody else will not be able to land on that square. If you only have one of your squares out on a board, somebody else can land on there, and if they have two of their squares, they will put your square on the bottom, and they can essentially move your piece along with theirs around the board, and will score additional points. There's a couple of different ways you can play the game. You can play the game with just going by the color of the squares, or we actually had... Stick numbered stickers that were on each of the individual squares numbered from 10 to 90. This makes the game a lot more strategic because you're trying to figure out what squares you want to move around when. So you may not necessarily want to start off with your highest piece squares to move them around the board. You may want to move a middle piece or a lower piece starting off, depending on where some of your opponents are starting on the board. So there's quite a bit of strategy going into this game. It doesn't look like the game is probably in too many stores yet. I know my local game store actually had it in stock. I believe the designer is local to the area. So I may be reaching out to him to maybe get him on the podcast, maybe chat with him a little bit to see, uh, to talk a little bit more about the game. But if you're interested in 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 a strategy game, that utilizes dice and um, one that is quite different. This game can be played, uh, we were playing with, I believe, six people. It could go down to two. When you go down to two people, you're playing with just a smaller board and you're not actually utilizing the dice. It's more of, I guess you can almost say like a little chess game that you're playing with each other, which I thought was really good. I was watching one of the other guys play the two-player game after we had finished our six-player game, but the six-player game did take a little while because a lot of us were trying to learn the game and figure it out. And once we kind of understood how the protecting and unprotecting went of your movement and rolling doubles adds in a whole different part of the game, because when you roll doubles, you can actually move two of your pieces. You can actually move multiple, you know, know, pieces, um, four times. So there's really a lot of strategy that you have to use in this game. And it definitely, even though the box says it could be used for educational purposes, you know, once we were done, we realized that it, there was a lot of strategy to it, and it definitely just was not a game for kids. So if you can actually get your hands on this game or maybe check it out on Board Game Geek, look at it, see what you think about it, and um, we actually enjoyed it. We thought it was a pretty, pretty decent game. After that, we got in a quick five- or six-player game of Medici. I think Yeah, I think it was a six-player game is what we had. Uh, this was my first time playing Medici, and my wife was down at the store with me that day. Um, she had also played Baird with us. And Medici, this is the first time we played that. My wife and I, after we were done with this one, sat there and realized that we actually really enjoy auction games. And I do have a few auction games in my collections, but I don't have any just straight games that are, I think, 100% auction um, games. I think some of the games I have have an auction component to them. But um, I think Medici is definitely one that I would would like to add to my collection after playing it. We thought it was a really cool game. Interested to see how it would possibly play with two players, but with six, it was a blast. If you've never played Medici, you're going to start off with a little board in front of you that you're going to be put up to five cards on on your turn you're going to be able to deal between one and three cards out which those cards are then going to be able to be auctioned for once everybody has their tableau uh, filled up with five cards or the deck runs out you're going to basically end the round everybody's going to move their pieces on the center part of the board upwards towards the center of the board based on the different items that they have in front of them and their ship, as well as how many of those they've accumulated. So there's quite a bit of different strategy you're going to want to use in this game because the victory points actually in this game are also going to be utilized as your currency. So you have to figure out how much of your victory points you're going to want to spend in a particular round, how much you want to carry over. You will be obtaining more victory points and essentially currency As you're playing the game and moving up the center of the board, based on if you can get to the last couple of squares, which will give you additional victory points, also based on the cards that you're going to be purchasing as they are valued from, I believe it's like zero to five. So if you can actually collect some of the higher priced or higher cost cards and put them on your ship, you're going to be getting more victory points towards the end of the round. So, so there's a few different ways you're going to be able to do that. And the interesting thing is if you actually have four cards in your tableau and other people, you know, have multiple cards in their tableau as well, you can you can put down You know, one card to, uh, you know, only purchase during the round and possibly knock out other people who are, you know, play two cards and possibly knock out other people who don't have two slots available because they won't be able to auction or, you know, bid for the auction for that round. So there's a lot of things that you have to pay attention to while you're playing the game. You have to pay attention to not only your own tableau in front of you, but what your opponents have and what they're collecting. So you may want to try to purchase something early on in the round if you see maybe one of your opponents are trying to collect a lot of dies and there are some heavy die cards that comes out. Maybe you want to try to stop them from getting up too high on the die track, so maybe you'll purchase those cards and then maybe you'll try to essentially work on the dies for that round. So quite a bit going on in the game, but Medici, really easy to learn, really quick to pick up on, an auction game that my wife and I really liked, and I have a feeling we'll definitely be adding that one to our collection here after the holidays, because I think game purchases are currently going to be on hold until we get through the Christmas holiday and figure out what games we have, and then hopefully get them into the new uh, IKEA shelf that we just picked up the other day. My wife and I made a trip to IKEA out in Pittsburgh. And it was only a couple-hour drive for us, so it wasn't really that bad. But it was really cool getting to see an Ikea store finally because we don't really have one here in Ohio. Or, well, I guess we do, but it's about four and a a half hours south of us down in Cincinnati, which is quite a bit further than the Michigan or Pennsylvania stores that are much closer to us. So we took a quick couple-hour drive out there, picked up a couple of Kalex shelves, and threw one up in our living room the other night. So now I just need to basically get all the board games populated into there. And um, it'll actually look pretty nice. And just putting it together and sitting there in the living room actually looks pretty nice right now. So those are a few of the board games we played this week. I've also been spending some, a little bit of time here and there on the PlayStation 4 and on the PC playing a few different things. On the PlayStation 4, I actually picked up Seven Days to Die, and I've played this quite a bit on the computer and talked about it. I was kind of hoping my wife would want to possibly play a little split screen on the PS4. I thought maybe the control maybe playing the game with the controller would be a little bit easier, a little bit different uh, after playing uh, several days Um, through my 7 Days to Die game on the PS4. I think I've actually come to the realization that I kind of like playing the game on the PC a little bit better. I really like the mouse and keyboard controls. I think crafting is just a little bit easier getting in and out of the screens. Probably because I've played so many hours of it already on the mouse and keyboard, and I only have a couple of hours into the controller version on the PS4 game. My wife said she would rather just play on her laptop then try to do anything split screen she's not a huge fan on split screen so but i got a really good deal on the game i had picked up a telltale bundle which had all of the early walking dead games which i didn't have the michonne game as well as seven days to die for only like about 13 bucks i think it was um, on the playstation store it was a couple of day two day sale that they had going on and i was for for that for that much money i think it was like 70% off i said what the heck let's get it uh, the graphics actually do look pretty good on the PS4. It plays pretty good on the PS4. I can't say it plays any better than it does on my on my PC. Concerning the PC I have, is you know, like I've mentioned before, a little beefier, so it can definitely handle the game. I'm interested to see what type of differences I'm going to notice between some of the patches as I believe that the patches between the two games are a little different and what's released on the PC is a little different than the console. So I'm kind of still looking for some of those things and just figuring out some more of the the control schemes and how to do some of the different things on the PS4. But right now, I think I got the controls kind of down. I will say combat, I think I I find a little easier using the mouse and keyboard than the controller. The controller just seems to kind of just move a little too quick for being um, attacking sometimes. And when you're moving away from the zombies, I'm either looking too far up or too far down. So I need to get a little bit more familiar with that. But Seven Days to Die, still playing that one on the PC, like I said, and spending a little bit more time on the PS4 then. Also got in another episode of the Batman Telltale game which I have been looking forward to. I think I just finished up the third um, scenario on that one. So going to try to get through episode four and five here now, possibly within the next week or so and finish up that one and then maybe move on to that uh, Walking Dead Michonne one that I had just gotten um, this past week. And I believe there's also a new Walking Dead Telltale game that had just been released this past week as well. So I have a few Telltale games to catch up on before I can even hit that one. But the Batman game, I will say, I have a feeling it's, it's turning out to be one of my favorite. I really like the storyline that they're going with this. Uh, episode 3 kind of introduced the, I guess we could say, the more angrier side to Harvey Dent in the game. Just a little bit of a spoiler there. I think we all know that Harvey Dent does have a little bit of dark side, and it seemed during the first couple episodes you really didn't see too much of that, but it's really coming out, or it would really came out in the third episode, and I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to take it in the fourth and fifth episodes, because he's kind of on the edge, it seemed like, on the third episode, especially... After he kind of caught uh, Catwoman and Batman uh, spending a little bit of extracurricular activity time together with themselves. So really great game, Batman, the Telltale game. I'm really enjoying that one. And I downloaded a game on my phone called Eternium Eternium Mage and Minions. This was a game that was put out by the makers of... The developers who had done the Dominion Online game that I had been playing on my PC, since I had actually had put some money into that game, this game actually had given me some unlocks and some extra cold and coins and some, you know, free stuff within that game since I had the Dominion game, which is actually going offline and going to be um, taken over by somebody else, I believe. So I've been spending a little bit of time with Eternium Mage and Minions. This is, I guess you could say, similar to maybe like a Diablo-style game. You're basically just pointing and clicking with your finger on the screen, uh, killing different mobs, doing different letter combinations, or you know, making different symbols on the screen to do different attacks with the characters you have. I just unlocked the third uh, adventurer in my party, so I now have basically like a fighter, a dwarf, and then a healer, I think, right now and I'm kind of enjoying this game on my phone. It's a free-to-play, I believe. You don't have to actually spend any money to get into it. You can all you can always spend money on these free-to-play games by making things move faster, buy gems within the game, and do things like that. But so far, Eternium, Eternium Mage and Minions is I'm having a little bit of fun with, and I'm going to spend some time leveling up my character and see, see where the game goes for a little bit. Uh, I still have quite a few gems to spend, so I'm buying a few things here or there with those that I had gotten free, but kind of liking it so we'll stick with it for a little bit but other than that those are the games i played for the week and what do i want to play well i actually have a lot of christmas games that i was able to get over the holiday season here and i just need to get a majority of those to the table i think the only one that my wife really and i have played from my christmas um you know, Hall has been the Tyrants of the Underdark game, so we have a stack of games that we need to play. So now that we actually have the shelving up and we're trying to get the house put back in order, um, we're going to be able to spend some time getting some of these games knocked out. So I have a few more things to talk about on the next coming podcast. Uh, next podcast I'm going to try to do before the end of the year, a top 10 games of 2016 in my list list will probably just contain games that I've played. There's quite a few games that I actually have downstairs that are from 2016 that haven't been played. I don't know if I will get those to the table before I actually make my top 10 list. I'm guessing I probably won't be able to with all the holiday stuff that we have going on. But I'm going to try to make my list what I can. So if there are a few games from 2016 that aren't on there, I will have to possibly revisit the list later on into 2017 and maybe do an update to it once I get some of those games to the table. But other than that, those are the games I played for the week, and those are the few of the games that I want to play. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join us in some conversations over on BoardGameGeek. Join our guild over there, guild number two four four zero. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. So thanks for joining me for another week of the podcast. Like I said, I'll be back next week with my top 10 list and then maybe a few other games that I played during the next week. But until then, everybody, have a great holiday. Stay safe out there. And you know what to do. Go play some games and let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for joining me this week, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.